This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Well, I trust everything's all right at your house. Oh, I've just been praying that God would put his blessing and his love and his truth and wisdom and comfort and inspiration and help into the things I say so that as you listen, you'll feel as though it is indeed just for you from his heart. That's what we call the miracle of the ministry. How could I tell thousands of miles away what you need, beloved? It's impossible. But God knows, he knows ahead of time, your heavenly Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask them, Jesus said. And so I'm sure that my prayer and yours, those prayers are going to be answered as we look into God's blessed infallible word, the Bible. And we wait, listening for what he has to say to us. He always speaks in love. He always speaks in truth. He doesn't fool with you. He expects you to do something about it. So be prepared to act, will you, on whatever the Holy Spirit says to your heart today and every day as you walk with the King. We're in Mark chapter 4. We've come now with uh, progress on through the verses to verse 33. We just finished talking about the mustard seed and all of that. Small beginnings, great growth. God and its great orderly growth. And God can use that small bit of faith that you have. Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he can use that small bit of faith you have, providing you're willing to act upon it, to do a great work. Today, there is a fine ministry uh, to uh, young people who uh, are the uh, victims of unwanted pregnancies. And instead of recommending abortion, that ministry takes care of the young person. If she's of school age, continues her schooling for her, There are resident physicians and uh, uh, psychological counselor where needed, and it's a very fine ministry in Kansas City. Do you know how that started? We're talking about the mustard grain seed of faith business. It started with an impression that Al Metzger's daughter got when she attended the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and she just felt burdened to do something about the great tide of of uh, human beings that were being literally murdered in abortion and just wished that somehow she could do something. And so in her own heart, she covenanted that she'd do what she could. Well, that group had traveled from Kansas City to Washington, D.C. on a large bus. And so on the bus, as they went home, they had a prayer meeting about this very matter, 10 or 12 of them in all, I guess. And they joined hands and covenanted that uh, as God would enable them, they would do something about it. When they got back to Kansas City, they began to look for a place that might be a headquarters for a life-saving operation. Uh, And they found a property that was exactly suitable, but they didn't have a dime. And uh, the the cost of it was way up into the uh, hundreds and thousands of dollars, close to a million dollars, as I recall. Well, they went on the radio, they went on the television, and in a week's time, they had raised enough money to begin, and today, they have a fine ministry going there with with good staffing and every bit of accreditation that the state and all the other authorities might require, 
and precious young people come in and are taken care of until they can have their baby and that precious young life, instead of being uh, aborted, murdered, is saved and uh, and able to be brought up in a Christian home. Starts with just a little bit, doesn't it? How much faith do you have? You say, I don't have much. Well, you don't have to have much. Just act on what you have. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, the Bible says. So start today obeying God on something, will you? I have a, a personal principle that has served me well uh, through my lifetime, and that is, if you know something to be the will of God and you act on it, you open the door thereby for God's miracle power to work in your life. We are his witnesses of these things, said Peter, and so is also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey him. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you, Jesus said. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth his face and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed, says James in chapter 1. So the Bible makes that emphasis, doesn't it? Today, do something you know to be God's will for you. Get into action in something. It doesn't have to be great, big, earth-shaking project. Just some little thing that God has asked you to do. Have a little bit of faith to trust God and get into action. You'll be amazed at what he does for you. Amen? (laughs) Well, I threw that in free. I didn't intend to say all that, but then somebody needs it, I guess. Well, verse 33 of Mark 4 says, with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. Without a parable spake he not unto them, and when they were alone he expounded all things to his disciples. Two things there. One, God doesn't give you all of your lessons at once, and it's probably a good thing, isn't it? It would it would absolutely crush you if God gave you all of the information and all of the lessons that you have to learn if he did it all at once. No, it says he spoke unto them as they were able to hear it. John has our Lord saying to the disciples, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. See, it is a fact that you can only take in so much at a time. Which leads me then to say, give God time with you. Give him time with you and with your life. Don't expect that God is going to give you all the answers right away. Learn your lessons as he as he gives them to you. It's been of great help to me when something would happen to look up and say, Now, Lord, help me learn what I ought to learn out of this. God can keep you from making the same mistake twice, which is a very helpful procedure. You know, if we don't learn from our mistakes, we are condemned to repeat them, someone has said. So uh, give God time with you. Let him show you step by step. You go back to that that word in in, uh, Mark 4, 28. The earth bringeth forth fruit, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear, then the harvest. So souls, like apples, have to get ripe before you pick them. And give God time with yourself, and then give God time with people. 
I think I'm probably one of the world's impatient people from time to time. At least I act that way. It's hard for me to wait. Hard for me to wait on on other people when they don't quite see things as clearly as I think I do. Have you got that trouble? <laughs> I guess we all do. But uh, you give God time with people. Let him lead them along. In some cases in my uh, own life, it's taken 20 years for somebody else to catch up to what you know, I was waiting on and God was working on. 20 years? Oh, yes. God is not in a hurry, and he's willing to wait, and he's willing to work, and his plan is perfect, and his timetable is perfect, and you can afford to wait on him. He said, I, I'm not telling you everything because you can't stand it now. He spoke them as they were able to hear it. Now, one thing that will help you would be to look inward as you pray and say, how am I coming along? Am I growing at all? Do I have any more understanding of the things of God than I used to? Am I any easier to live with? Am I any better person, any holier, any more loving, any more thoughtful? Am I more kind and gentle? Uh, am I more flexible? And at the same time, do I have stronger convictions based on God's infallible word, the Bible? So ask a few of these questions and you'll pretty soon see right where you are spiritually. And then as you pray, ask God to lead you on and to guide you and to teach you. The meek will he teach, it says, in judgment. If you're, if you're willing to get down low enough, God is willing to stoop to lead you on. All right? Now, the second thing is that uh, without a parable, uh, but he says when he were, they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. The secret of the Lord, said the psalmist, is with them that fear him. David said, I was upset and I was like almost like a beast before you. I was so angry. And he said, until I went into the sanctuary, then I understood. If you'll get alone with God, he explains things to people who are close to him. You want to remember that? God explains things to people who will get close to him. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you, says James. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. The secrets of God are whispered in the sanctuary. You won't find God's secrets in the crowd. You won't even find them listening to Bob Cook. Oh, I may be able to give an insight now and again that will help and encourage. I pray that that may be so every day. I've prayed earnestly before beginning this very broadcast that God would put his love and truth and blessing into my voice and put in my heart those words that will be helpful to you. So there may be some help. I pray that it may be so. But the real secrets of God, beloved, are found when you and he are alone. Thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet and shut the door. When you're alone with God, you can't put on any kind of a show. You can't put on a front, as we say. You can't fool God. And one of the, the best therapies in, in really settling you down to reality, you've heard about reality therapy. Well, a very simple version of it is found in getting alone with God. Just get alone with God and get down on your knees and pour out your heart before him in complete sincerity abandoning yourself to him, not holding anything back, not trying to say things in a pretty way. Don't you get impatient with people who try to pray beautifully? 
<laughs> they think they're impressing God and the people that are listening. God says he gets tired of such prayers. Read Isaiah 1 for yourself. Says God says, I'm weary to bear them. Gets tired of it. But when you're alone with your Lord, oh, and you tell him the truth, then he whispers to your heart those precious secrets that you never would learn any place else. Oh, you say, I'm so busy, I can scarcely ever get alone. This was one of the complaints with the students at the college when I was president there through those 23 years. I would hear them say, everything is so busy and I've got roommates and I can't get alone. I noticed that when a boy wanted to date a girl, he found a way to be alone with her. You can get alone with God if you want to. Ah, uh, yes, you can. And when you do, he whispers to your heart his love, his truth, his precious secrets. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. When I went into the sanctuary, then I understood. It's good truth, isn't it? Dear Father, today, may we be alone with thee enough to learn the secrets that God has for the believing heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.